welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio controlled. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony Cece. Tony Cece. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning, you guys. I'm up early today, got some rest last night because I canceled the live stream. <laughs> Sorry about that. So if you're looking forward to uh, listening to it uh, during your day of work today, I have this coming for you instead, so I hope that's okay. Uh, Pablo had reached out to me and said... Um, he wasn't going to be available for the Talk Your Face Off live stream because of stuff that had come up with his schedule. And I was totally planning to do it. And then, man, I was just feeling crushed at about 9 p.m. And I, you know, <laughs> I went to bed early. So put up a message just saying that it was going to be canceled. Um, but I have lots to talk about today, in particular, the Great Lakes Gauntlet, um, which I was the host of the 24th scale. Also, want to talk about the new FuraTech Cayman kit 24 scale how that plays in with the new TRX 4M that's coming out here very soon and the SCX 24 in general and to the people that are posting on the things that they're ready you know for more solid axle content because um there there is that contingency of viewers and they you know, they're sticking with it as we're doing some of this mini stuff, but they definitely would rather have some of the monster trucks um, where my channel has ebbed and flowed all through the years. I've done, I've switched, I, you know, I constantly am in a state of change in what I'm into in the hobby, and that's what makes it a hobby, folks. Like, um, you know, our, our interests change and our interests go back and forth and all over depending on what, you know, you know, where the community is based around as well. That that has something to do with it. So when I first got into RC, I was doing, you know, the Gravedigger Traxxas Stampede. Everybody that is listening to this podcast probably knows that by now. Went to short course, uh, went to the Axial Yeti, and then I ended up getting a crawler and actually found that that was where the most community was at the time in the Chesapeake area. Um, there was monster trucks. I didn't know about it yet. Um, or how it existed. I kind of always thought, why are they bringing all this stuff and running races at a racetrack? There's already a track. I didn't get what it was that it was actually solid axle monster trucks when I was seeing the no limit signs and I'd see them racing out in the front. I didn't get the differentiation at the time. Anyway, um, so yeah, I had buddies that would do crawling. And so in the beginning, a lot of my content focused on the crawlers. We were doing scaled out, you know, scaling out the truck and doing some fun stuff with that. Started building the course in the backyard. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of where this channel has a lot of roots is in the crawling side of things. It's not new to the channel that we're going to it. Um, I did drones for a while, the race drones even. Uh, started up a channel called Renegade Rotors. Uh, there's been, a, we've gone a lot of different directions that just got old because at the time things were changing so fast and they still are. And it was a lot of computer, like the things were so hard to keep tuned and you're constantly taking it and doing some computer work and trying to get, you know, these little micro jitters out of them and wobbles and 
man, it just wasn't fun. Like to to get it to fly how you wanted meant just spending so much time hooking them up to computers and constantly tweaking them. And I'm like, I don't got time for this, especially with doing YouTube and work and everything else. I just, and it wasn't my main thing. It was just an extra thing I was doing. I was still doing the other RC stuff. Um, but the crawlers has always been something. And it wasn't until recently, well, now it's been a little bit, but the monster trucks came in later, you know, after that first time I went to the, um, the world finals at great at diggers dungeon. That's when the monster trucks really took off, um, where it became something I started racing regularly and doing a lot with. And a lot of it had to do with the racing. I was in the racing. And so I always was having to keep my monster trucks up and running and testing them. And, um, yeah. And then the LMT came out and that changed everything. So, um, here, I don't really have a spot that I've set up for the monster trucks yet. All my jumps got destroyed. Um, I haven't had a day to rebuild all the ramps, and wood got so stinking expensive that it's just like I don't have a place to store them, so if I make them again, they're going to get destroyed again. Um, Walter RC Park now does have an area, so I can get my trucks up, and I can go there, and I can run them. Or, you know, I've got basically the bash track set up for making videos on the side of the yard, but... None of it is really set up to do the monster truck stuff that I was doing in Virginia yet. Um, so I do need to create an area, and I will be getting into that again. Um, and, in fact, I'm going racing again in November uh, in Ohio um, at NHRCTPA National – no, NTP, National Truck Pulling – NTPRCA, National Truck Pulling RC Association, um, has a event that's in a hotel, and I went to it last year, and it was amazing. I've already put in for my trucks there. Going to be racing retro, um, stage one and stage two, and then I'll be running Pro Mod and LMT. So I have, I'm going to be doing some stuff again. Uh, but it's, it's just taking a while. I also have a new, you guys don't know it. I have a new mini monster truck that was made for me by, uh, Charlie Pawkin the third, um, Chucky's son. Um, so Charlie Pawkin is one of the, uh, grave digger drivers or was grave digger. Now he's back to monster mutt. Um, he does the Chucky dance on top of the trucks and his son, got into 3d printing and you know, he's into the RC stuff as well. And he's been making some awesome stuff. He made a custom LMT body and all that for his dad or, or of his dad's monster mutt looks amazing. And they started making the mini monster trucks. He 3d prints the wheels and tires, um, chassis sway bars. It's really, really cool. So, um, I paid to have him make me one of his and it came as a ready to run from him. And so, I need to get a video of it for you guys. I just got batteries for it. I did run it, um, borrowed a battery, and was testing it. It's nice and quick. It's about just the right speed for that size of a truck. Um, some of them I have are faster, but it's, it's it's the right speed. Like, it feels really good. And it's a tiny, simple motor in it. It's it's amazing. So, you'll be seeing that coming up here. Um, more of the FuerTech Monster Truck stuff um, coming soon. And then some of the bigger stuff. I got a... I honestly, most of my trucks haven't been cleaned up since, um, or had the wheels put back on since I went to the Monster Jam World Finals. Uh, life has been too busy. The store, um, you know, opening that's been a blessing and a curse. It's been great because YouTube income has been way low since COVID. 
um, you know, has pretty much ended and people are back out and doing things and not really watching the YouTubes as much. Um, and the advertising is down on it. So that's one thing. And so it's been good to have that extra money coming in because, um, yeah, it's, it's my, it's, it's half of what I earn in a year comes from that. Now, um, I, you know, I went half time or part time in my regular work and then I pick up side jobs, which will be a week long or whatever here and there that I, I pick up throughout the year for extra money. But, um, I kind of rely on the other half of my income now coming from YouTube, which means I also don't have that as just play money. All YouTube money used to be play money. Um, and I'd basically put it all back towards RC cars or, um, equipment or, you know, RC, uh, camera equipment or different things. And so that's changed. I don't have that same flexibility. So yeah, I'm not buying as many things as I used to. And, uh, one of the fun things we're having is just modding out the, um, the mini trucks and, you know, love it or hate it. That's the reality of my kids are into it. And, um, you know, I'm going where they are and where their interests are. So they're, they want to do it with me. They have no interest in doing the other stuff. The monster trucks doesn't mean I'm gonna get out of it, but, um, it definitely means I'm leaning heavily toward what they're interested in and something we can do together as a family versus things that just take me away from them. Um, because work and stuff already take me away from them traveling and different things like that for work. So, um, it, that's what it is. And, uh, it's a good way for me to teach them to get into it. And, um, now we've got parts that are based on them. And so I have to make videos, you know, showing some of the stuff that we have available. You get it. It's a vicious cycle, right? So like I said, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, one, it takes more time, uh, maintaining all of that. And, um, making sure that I, I have parts or things that I want to have made get made or drawn up or, you know, different things that we're having done and then shipping, shipping stuff out and, um, yeah, making sure the website stays running and is working properly or answering questions. A lot more comments and questions come in now because of it that I'm responding to lot hours a day are spent responding to emails and messages and comments on videos. It's a lot. So, um, that's where time goes. So, um, that's kind of where that is to, to address that question that I'm getting. Um, Great Lakes Gauntlet. <laughs> and I wanted to segue from that to this because at the Great Lakes Gauntlet, um, the STX 24 course or not the FCX 24 course, the 24 scale course, uh, we're so used to calling it that, but other people are stepping into the game now. Uh, it is actually sponsored by FMS who has their FCX 24s. And so we made sure the gates were wide enough that the FCX 24s could make them through and have clearance, you know, a reasonable amount of clearance on each side of the gates. Um, normally where the gates would have been set, they would have had very little room if they made it through perfectly. And so we wind up the gates to be basically a course for the FCX 24s. Um, so thanks to Jason's RC for lending us his uh, brand new FCX 24 to test the gates with and get measurements. Um, so we knew how wide to mark all the gates. Um, cause I forgot mine. I said I was going to bring it and I forgot it on the workbench in the garage. I'd taken it all the way down to be stacked with my stuff and then I forgot it. So, um, yes, that happened. <laughs> FCX 24. We'll also be talking about with the Furetech Cayman because of the axles. Um, it is wider. 
it's definitely a wider car than the SCX24. And so that changes things if you're thinking about comps, how you're going to set up your competitions. Is it going to be FCX24 TRX4M friendly um, or not? Because even if it is friendly for them, if you allow the SCX24s in, they're so much narrower that they're not going to hit any gates. Um, they may still. We still, we had a lot of gate hits still at the 24 scale comp at the gauntlet, even with the wider gates. But for us guys that have been comping for a while, it's basically, it's a cakewalk to get through them. All right. So let's talk about the gauntlet. The gauntlet was amazing. Walter RC Park, uh, man, the Walters had that place immaculate, all set up, lines spray painted out. They were ready for the campers. They put in time. I'll tell you what, they put in the hard work to make it such an awesome, awesome event for us. Um, Jeff Brown from Reaction RC. Uh, did a lot of time, and then the laser nut, uh, not laser nut, <laughs> laser nut made the trophies for the year before. Um, Lawn Dart, uh, the guys from Lawn Dart RC, um, also Lawn Dart Motorsports, put in work. They're, they're the guys that kind of started the whole gauntlet in the first place. So, um, yeah, they uh, they put in put in a lot of work to make sure that this was an amazing event. Um, I kind of worked on the 24 scale for hosting and just kind of ideas for it, rules, rule sheets. Um, and then, um, my buddy Rick has this awesome new, uh, trailer. That's a 24 scale course. His website is O N E number two, four M O P.com one 24 mop.com. So, uh, the 24 is the numbers two, four, and then you've got one on the front spelled out mop on the back.com. You can check out his trailer. It's so amazing. You guys, he pulls it behind his awesome cheap gladiator. That's red with it. it the trailer's all painted red. It looks sick when he rolls up. It's a portable 124 scale course. He's got it just built so awesome. There's lines everywhere. You can put gates anywhere you want in order to make for cool courses. So he brought that. Jeff Walter also worked on the 124 scale course that they have at the front, and then we paired them together. Uh, so we did that so we could keep people moving through the whole thing and um, have more people on the course at one time. So you'd, you'd transition from one to the other. Um, so we stretched the gates out kind of in order to get people to, to be moving between them and get separation. We went through, it was a total of 92 participants over two days. I think it was 48 people the first day and 44 the second. I thought it was going to get bigger the second day, but I don't know if some people didn't realize that they could do both days, but also the actual gauntlet course was really long, and some of the people were out there for like six hours doing it to try to get really low scores. What's funny is it's a timed event. Um... So it's the the lowest time, but you get penalties for gates, and that penalty is time. So you could run through the whole course, but if you hit a lot of gates, I mean, I think the penalties were like 12 minutes per gate or something. It was a big penalty. And so you, you actually benefited from going slow and taking your time and not hitting gates. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, one of the guys that I know said he took six hours to get through the course. 
Um, it was insane. It's long. You, the whole reason to come though is to go to it. And so why not spend the whole day out doing it? You're there for it. It's a big event. Spend hours out on the course. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, we had 44 people the, the second day. So it was amazing. Um, just, just gonna say it was, it was so much fun. Um, we had a line which is, you know, hard to avoid. Some people probably waited 45 minutes, I would say, to get on the course because of the line that had developed. And there was no way to get around it because we wanted it to be judged by our judges who had winch ropes and, you know, knew our rule system because it's different than um, maybe what people are used to. And that way we could definitely get accurate scoring and um, accurate uses of the winches and that. So we use the kinetic winches from DSM Off-Road. They're amazing. They're not super expensive, uh, but we don't attach them to the vehicles. Instead, we have the judges hold them and they will attach to a point. It'd be like having a buddy with a winch on his truck. And when you get stuck, he helps winch you out. That's basically the idea. But we do it that way because of time. Like it's way faster for us to be able to, to just attach and help do a winch point that way. So many people didn't use it. We made it a three-point penalty and, um, you know, we'd suggest it and they still wouldn't even take it. So a um, lot of gate hits and um, we did make the course challenging but doable there was only one spot each day where a winch was probably necessary, uh, but not technically. It depends on your car. If you had a class three, you probably could get away without using it. If you were class one or box stock, you would probably need it. Um, so, and we, even on those, we made the gate super wide. We were just trying to get you to go through the area, but you could fall off or you could fall into the gate, different things. It was more about uh, being able to drive through it, that was the real problem. So the people that did hit the gate is because they rolled it and rolled into the gate. Um, but they could have been stuck on their lid as well and taken a, a penalty for that. So it was really up to them um, how they wanted to do it. But we had some pretty high scores. Um, but the people that do our comps or that that comp these regularly uh, we're able to get really, really low scores because of that. There were some where you had to do a reverse. No, no matter what, no matter who you were, no matter how good your truck was, looking at you, Dana and Cody <laughs> and George, there was going to be a reverse that you would have to do because of how we set the course up. Um, we just had to because of trying to go up a cool incline and going down into the pit and then coming up, but we wanted to go left for an easier ending. <clears throat> excuse me and um yeah so you were gonna get points no matter what that that was down to that um i think the lowest man i want to say it was a six i think dana got a six and george got nines both days so um there were low scores but we were you know many of them were up in the hundreds um and you know third a lot of 30s we had 30s 50s hundreds uh, all over the board with the points. And so that was cool to see. But what was fun is people really enjoyed it. Some people were like, I had no idea like that this could be so cool. Because the difference is with these is when you set up the gates. And people don't understand that. Like, you don't have to have the most difficult course 
You just need something that makes it a little bit tricky to get through a, a narrow gate. And it doesn't take much to make it tricky for these little things to get through a gate. And boy, does it up the fun factor. Um, it really does. Plus, it makes you follow a path. Because some of them, like a lot of people I see on YouTube and in other places, they, Instagram, TikTok, have these really capable trucks. Or they look capable. But basically, they're going where the rocks push them and whatever. They let their trucks flex and it looks amazing. Um, and they get over just about anything. However, it doesn't mean that they could follow a line and do that. That is being dictated by the rocks pushing the trucks and just showing the flex and, hey, I'm getting through, like wheel speed and, and you know, we're, we're nailing it. But when you put a gate up and you force somebody to get through it, all that extra lean, all that extra stuff that you've added to your truck um, can be problematic because your body's hanging into gates and, it's a whole different game, <laughs> but it's about really you being able to drive the truck into places, not the rocks driving the truck, not, you know, not just being able to conquer through things. It's having a goal of where you got to get to and it changes everything. And it's so much fun. I've had a blast, um, doing these mini trucks and, um, I don't know what it is. I've comped the, the, the 10 scale and I don't find it as much fun. I like trailing the real ones. I don't actually like trailing my little one a whole lot and just going over courses and stuff because it's, yeah, you just go the easy route or where you start feeling it lean. You just turn and get off course and save it. It's not the same because you're not walking through cool woods or down a trail. Um, but when you're just standing in a small area and able to just do these courses, it's really, really fun. Um, but yeah, we had really good feedback about it. People are already saying they're going to build their trucks up now that they see kind of what we're, what they have to do and what other trucks we're doing. They're going to be ready for next year. Things like wheel wideners are not your friend. Um, they are in a, just keep your truck from tipping over looking cool, uh, big wide stance. Um, but when you're doing the comps, it's, it's not helpful. Um, so Yeah. It's something to look at, the offset of the rims, the wheels, all that kind of stuff. Do they push your tires out? Do they suck them in? Um, yeah. Maybe wider in the front because that's easier to get through, having it a little narrower in the rear. Some people do two different wheels so that they have different offsets and they can tuck the rear a little bit more. It's crazy what people get into with these. Um, but, yeah, so we've been having a blast with them. Um you know, I'm still trying to get my 10 scale up to where it, it feels as good as the, uh, the 24 scale in a scale way of what they're capable of. I still haven't quite got my 10 scale uh, up to that that ability yet. And so I think that's part of it. I still need to keep working on my 10 scale to get it to, to handle as good as the 24th does. Uh, over stuff scale-wise, that would be really hard for a 24 scale or really gnarly. Um Where's my 10th scale? Yeah, I just, I need to work on it. I'm getting there. It's getting there slowly. I keep doing upgrades to it. Um, and, you know, I'll be doing some of the comps with it and trying my best to do better. <laughs> All right, so that went well, and there's a lot coming with that. I do have to get my um, monster trucks up and running, but I'm also uh, going to be in the... Uh, monthly mayhem with scale builders guild and Harley designs and other people. I don't think they're announcing everybody in it yet, 
Oh, maybe they have. They have. They talked about who was in it. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a big group of us guys in this monthly mayhem, and we're not going to be showing our progress. Um, one, uh, so that it all happens at one time, and we're not trying to, you know, come for each other's scores or steal ideas or different things or see where people are at too much. We're going to kind of run our own race and then see what happens. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, we're each going to release like an hour long episode of the whole series of our trials and failures and builds and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, see where it goes from there. So <laughs> it's going to be wild anyway. Um, yes, I've, it's going to be a lot of work. So I'm going to have less videos, less podcasts, less podcasts, less everything because I'm going to put so much time into that that won't be visible until it's all done. And I hope, hopefully there'll be a payoff for that. Um, hopefully you guys will love it. So, um, the Furetech came in. Wow. 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 I received one of the, uh, the first Furetech Caymans out, uh, along with two FMRC is the other person I know of that has one. And, um, it's an impressive little kit for, uh, what they're doing. So often we start with a an expen you know not expensive inexpensive SCX twenty four because I feel like you still need to because of the axles uh, maybe transmission there's certain elements of it that you you want or need mainly the axles um, <clears throat> but even that nowadays feels like you could almost buy the parts aftermarket and um, because we're not keeping the 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 servos, we're not keeping the links. We're not, we're not keeping any of it except for the axles basically. So, um, especially now my brass axles are even, they're like 60 bucks for a set with diff covers. So then another 20 bucks for the axles front and rear. It's less than that actually. And then 20 bucks, you could be a hundred bucks in and have, uh, well, 120, you need bearings. Um, 120 bucks in, instead of buying the truck, you just buy brass axles all set up and then, you know, start buying all the parts you want. Cause that's basically what we're doing. We're buying all different links. We're buying, um, I buy the, uh, Furtech Komodo with the stellar transmission. So it comes already assembled and I just put it in, in the truck and attach, um, a lizard pro to it. Uh, I run the honey badger digital servos on most of my trucks. Some of them have the mighty Chihuahua. Even though it's my product, it still costs me money, and I'm not—I can't afford to put them in all all of my vehicles. Um, and I don't think everybody should. You know, it's it's definitely like your best truck is what it's great for. So, um, and the nice thing is they're rebuildable. You can if you strip a gear on it, if it falls off a big table, or if you're monster trucking them and you slam into a wall at full speed and it strips out, which all of them probably will, any servo will. At least with this, you can buy a, a Reefs Rebuild Kit for the Micros and uh, rebuild it for 15 20 bucks. It's not bad. So, um, yeah, the, the main cost, that's the casing, and the, it's really got a, a nice board inside it, um, electronics. So, um, where am I going? Oh, yeah, so the Cayman. They've taken away all of the need for buying all of that other stuff. You know, the shocks, the links, the um, the motor, transmission, all that. For $199, you get um, the Furetech FCX24 axles, which are portals, 
Uh, you get metal aluminum links. You get an aluminum skid plate. You get the stellar transmission, the micro Komodo motor. Uh, you get their carbon fiber chassis and uh, shocks. So it's basically, uh, and you get a metal gear servo, which is decent. Um, so yeah, the only thing you still have to get are wheels and tires. Uh, and then your ESC and receiver transmitter. So, but it's one ninety nine. So at a starting point, that's crazy because just the FureTech Komodo Micro Komodo and the Stella transmission is a hundred bucks. So basically, you're you're spending a hundred bucks for the chassis, axles, skid plate, links, uh, aluminum steering links, servo shocks it's crazy it's a crazy good deal um because to build one of these outright you're looking at more money you're probably going to spend a hundred dollars more to just build one on your own um and that's if you just build from scratch if you start with uh an scx24 uh you'll probably be up more closer to 500 bucks by the time you're done um with the and if you do buy the SCX24, you should probably buy the original, the V1, so you can at least use your remote and um, ESC as a RX transmitter uh, to work with one to save money there. So if you already have a radio system and just need to get a receiver, you can basically for about 160 bucks more be done so about a 360 bucks that's if you get brass wheels and nice tires you know it's figures 30 bucks for the wheels maybe more uh depending on what you get and if you get the enjoy brass wheels are 30 bucks and then most of the wheels tires are 10 bucks for two or the tires are 10 bucks for two 15 bucks for two something like that so figure 60 bucks for that and then um 70 bucks for a loser pro esc so that's 130 and then if you just need to get a receiver, that's another 30. So 160 bucks more, 360 bucks, and you have a, a comp kit versus doing it the other way, which many of us do, and you end up spending about 500 bucks. So, or 450, 500. Um, it gets expensive because just in the, you're spending 170 bucks just for the brushless motor transmission and the, uh, the ESC. So 200 bucks by the time you get a receiver for that. Um, on top of the whole build then. So, you know, some of us are spending 80 bucks on a chassis, 60 bucks on a chassis. Links are another 30 bucks. That's 90 bucks right there. So you basically have a chassis links and uh, chassis links and the micro Komodo and stellar transmission uh, if you do it you know, piecing it together yourself. You don't get the links. Um, oh, wait, no, I did say links. But you don't get the shocks. You don't get the axles. You don't get whatever. You're 200 bucks in the other way. So it's a crazy good deal. That's all I'm trying to say. However, however, it's wider than an SCX24. And the articulation isn't as great, I'd say, because they are not double barrel shocks. I think the articulation is enough. I think it's actually probably where you want it to be. 
I think sometimes we do too much articulation and then we have trouble side healing. Uh, but the extra width on it does help with that. So it's, it's kind of a toss up. Uh, I feel like there's definitely enough flex on it for my needs from a, a comp truck, but I know other people want theirs to flex all day. Um, and it's more of an aesthetic thing, but yeah. So, um, but we have the Traxxas coming for 150 bucks TRX 4M. Um, and I think that's gonna, that's gonna be game changer. It'll be interesting to see the capability of it, say compared to the Cayman. Um, if we have to put a lot of upgrades into it or, um, you know, how they're going to compare. So I'm actually kind of tempted to, to take part of it and see if I could put the uh, SCX24 axles under the Cayman, but then that defeats the whole purpose. So that really is more of a, a FMS built style truck. It's kind of a mix. So the, the length of the Cayman is the same length as running a uh, SCX24 with the C10 Jeep front links and the deadbolt length rear uh, I think it's 142 millimeters. Um, so it's shorter than a Gladiator, longer than just the Jeep or or the Deadbolt. Um, and it feels good, like size-wise, but it definitely looks like a truck with wheel wideners on if you put an SCX24 body on it. Um, so it does make me wonder what the, what the tracks is going to look like if the tires are you know, underneath the, the actual body, the body's going to be, I think substantially bigger than the SCX 24. So yeah, it'll be, it's definitely all curious where it's all going, but, um, what they've done for this, uh, as far as upgrading the FMS and using their axles is very interesting. What Furitech is doing because a lot of people love the portals. The one thing you definitely lose is some steering. The, the Being a wider truck, it does not have the same steering. So if you have a small indoor course, it might be problematic. Um, it just might be more reversing, like three-point turns or ten-point turns or whatever. If you're already doing three-point turns with your SCX24, it may be quite a bit more. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love it, though. It's a great little truck. It handles really well. I put on the Trio wheels with the new uh, Boom Racing Hustler 1.0s. So they're 53 millimeters. I measured them. It said 52 millimeters, but they rate them as 53. They've got a 53 and a 60. The 60 are super tall. They're going to be like those pin tires from Enjora. Uh, they're going to be really tall, uh, which is taller than I want. However, on the... <laughs> On this FCX24 that's wider, they might look good. They might look good. Uh, these ones definitely look like small tires on this setup that I've got right now. So it could do some bigger tires. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I'm loving the 124 scale game, though, or 118 scale, whatever. You know, that's where you're going to get in semantics when you start talking about all that. Um, but there's definitely... Definitely a pretty good community around it. That's one of the things I like. And it's like the monster trucks. There's a good community around it. Um, and there's a lot of people in it. And there's a lot of talk about it. 
And it's much more positive, I'd say, than a lot of the basher. There's communities around bashers, but they're pretty good at more than bashing RCs. They bash a lot of stuff. <laughs> they bash other brands. They bash, yeah, people's abilities. There's a lot more negativity in it, I feel like, at times. And so I don't find that in the monster truck world as much, and I don't find it in the, you know, it's not like this, who's is bigger <laughs> kind of mentality. Um you know, who went bigger, who's, you know, got the bigger cojones and, and all that. It's, it's more everybody kind of coming together and saying, check this out. You know, some of them scale it out. Some of them go for details and, you know, it's, it's much more inclusive and I don't know. And maybe that's just me seeing it. Or maybe it's just the turds that are in some of the other groups that just taint it so much that I miss the good community around the other stuff, but I haven't found as many turds. <laughs> these two communities. So I'll say that. Um, and I think I'm fair in saying that you can disagree with me. Let me know. Uh, or let me know if you found good groups to be in that isn't like that. But, um, yeah, I'm still loving the RC game guys. So you may not feel like it because you may not watch as much of the stuff since it's not the monster trucks that are your interest. Uh, but we're still doing that. We got bashers. I've got a team Corelli Kronos, uh, XTR here that I need to put some electronics into and get out running. Um, lots of little things I've got to do some videos on. We got to get my mud trucks out again. There's so much stuff I want to do. And, uh, I just need more time in the day is what it boils down to. Weather's turning beautiful here. Um, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm all, all busy all the time, but some of the, I'm, I'm making sure I'm taking downtime for my kids because it gets overwhelming. Like I work, on this stuff, you know, I've got work stuff I've got to accomplish for work. I work on this stuff and then I work all night on it too. So like at about 10 o'clock, nine o'clock, I, you know, I start all, again. It's like another work day working on stuff for about five more hours before I go to bed at two or three in the morning. And, um, so I'm definitely trying to make sure that you know, cause it's very easy. I could just work and it, it seems like playing, like going out and doing RCs, whatever, but it's not, the kids aren't doing that unless we're going with the 24 scale. Um, they're not, they're not doing, doing it with me. And so it's like, I could totally basically write my whole family out of the equation if I'm not careful, because I feel like I'm just doing all this work stuff, um, which feels like play at times to other people when they watch you doing it, they don't realize that it's work too. Um, so it's it's a tricky <laughs> it's a tricky sell I would say sometimes that no I'm working like but I don't want to also work all the time because if, even if it is work and it's not play then you're just saying all I do is work all the time and I don't have time for you and so I'm trying to be careful not to do that you know my boys are into fishing and some other things and so I try to give them time for that and take them out fishing and I'm enjoying fishing too great second hobby tell you what another expensive hobby though. And so we try to break away for a couple hours to do that and, um, yeah, spend time with them, you know, schoolwork, homework, all that kind of stuff. Uh, today I've got to take them to music lessons, uh, in about <laughs> 30 minutes. So I came over here and started this and so I'll be uploading this probably from the music shop, actually, uh, music store. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so much going on that it's it's crazy at times. 
uh, to keep up with it. And it's still, I'm falling behind. Even when I put in 10 hours, 12 hours of RC work, you know, YouTube work, podcasting work. And I put in another four to six hours of work, uh, for work. That's, I mean, you're looking at 16 hours there. So I, I basically sleep four to five hours a night, (laughs) sometimes six if I'm lucky. Uh, and the rest is work if I'm not careful. And so that's where I'm carving out some of that time. That was that eight to 12 of RC and making it more like, or 10 to 12, making it more like eight hours of RC work, four hours of, um, work for the company that I work for. And that's 12 hours. And then trying to give four hours or so to the family, four to four to six. And so, yeah. And then, yeah, creeping back in with any RC stuff, even during that on, on my phone, responding to questions and comments and uh, fulfilling orders, different stuff like that. But anyway, I'm not complaining about it. I really enjoy it. It's just the, that's the reason why I've got unfinished projects and different things. And it's going to get really crazy this month in the monthly mayhem and trying to record that and also trying to build stuff. And that's not my forte, <laughs> uh, which was funny because Harley said, you know, we tried to choose people that we knew could, you know, do, you know, build and create stuff with our scene. I'm like, man, I'm ready to run Tony. I don't know how they got my name for this, but we're going to do our best. And we're going to have the fastest monster truck out there. No, it's not, not monster trucks, but I should build one anyway to just stick it in there. And, uh, have fun with it anyway thanks for tuning in guys hope you're having fun rc and i'm having a blast even if you don't like the content i'm creating because they're too small we're having so much fun with it that we're going to keep doing it and uh yeah we'll be doing we're going to try and mix in as much as we can of both i'll get my king sling back out here i've got some upgrades i got to do to it anyway and so show you some of those and we'll be, we'll be hitting it guys. We're hitting it as hard as we can. We're trying to get it all in for y'all. Have fun RC and we'll catch you next time. If you guys like this podcast, be sure to let us know. You can comment at Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Let us know. Thanks. Thanks.